Hey guys, I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Monica. And this is another episode of the Black Feelings Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi. Hi. So, um, right before we started recording, I was just Googling, like, what, you know, what the haps are in terms of mental health and just what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just read, so Oprah has a deal with um, Apple TV. And so she is working on two projects. One, which is going to be about sexual harassment and assault in the workplace, mm-hmm. which is definitely interesting. And I'm sure, you know, coming out of the Me Too movement. But then the second project that she's working on is going to be on mental health. So this little quote from the deadline says it's going to be on mental health and how the surge of depression and anxiety, post-traumatic stress, addiction, trauma, and loss is just devastating lives daily across the globe. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that Oprah put out fire things. So I'm just really excited. I feel like that's probably going to be really interesting and get some good conversations going. I just thought I'd share that. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I'm kind of like skeptical about anything that Oprah's doing nowadays. Oh, why? Because of the documentary thing or the special she did about um, sexual assault victims pertaining to the Michael Jackson case. Oh, wait, that new one that just came out? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know she had anything to do with that. Okay, well, after the documentary of Michael Jackson came out, she had a special on OWN, I believe, where she had the two victims that was on the documentary. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, like, sexual assault and, I guess, trying to bring awareness to it. But she was, like, she was getting a lot of flack from that from Michael Jackson's fans, of course. But she was mm-hmm. saying that, oh, we're about to upset a lot of people. But I still have, like, mixed feelings on her stance with it. Mm. that we don't have to get into it on this podcast, but sexual assault in the workplace is interesting and also mental health and how all those things affect us, but I got her on pause right now. Okay, got it. (laughs) But while we're talking about people that are on pause or canceled, your boy Kanye West apparently had something also where he was selling, I don't know what kind of Yeezys, I don't follow that shit anymore, but... um. All the money that there was raised from this, he was donating to some mental health charity. And I'm like, nigga, you still need to fix yourself, but bravo. Well, you built that up like he did some fucked up things. Oh, no. I was like, oh, he said some more crazy shit. But he did a good thing. No, he did a good thing, granted. But this nigga is still, I don't know, he's still canceled in my book. So it's like, okay, you're helping other people, but help yourself. I mean, I am not, I'm no longer Kanye Stan, um, but I still enjoy his music. And I'm not going to lie, this Sunday sermon joint, whatever it's called, is so good <laughs> each time. And I, I really feel like the energy, and I think it's really powerful when you can 
feel the energy of the music through a video and you feel like you're at a live performance and that's how I feel with that. So I'm still going to <laughs> listen. It sounds like you're a stan. But <laughs> it does. <laughs> I was for talking. his talent. For his talent. But I used to be a stan for everything about him. Like how he would speak up. I used to be a stan for his style. Like I was a stan on all fronts. But now it's just for the music. <laughs> But I even feel like with the Sunday service, like, I feel like he's still, like, trolling the fuck out of us. Mm. Because, like, oh, I'm required to make music, so I'm going to have this thing every Sunday and have it set up as if it's a gospel. And, like, I'm Jesus, but we're doing every type of songs, and it's kind of like you're worshiping me. Mm. I mean, I haven't watched it, so this could be just biased judgment, but nah. Yeah, you got to... <laughs> fire okay too much all right so um you just had a session today i did have a session today there we go um it went good but first i should preface anything i'm about to say is that since we last recorded so much has changed in both of our lives like you relocated to portland i started a new job today yeah um and yeah so my my podcast, my therapy session was pretty much a catch up. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird when I have catch ups because I feel like I'm not really going into a problem I'm having. I'm just catching you up on like the last two weeks of my life. Like I'm talking to a friend. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, should I write down problems I have in the mean in between times? Because when everything is going gravy, it's kind of like a weird session. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. But like, there's no depth that we're getting into. It's just surface kind of. Mm -hmm. It was a good session. She told me that she got um, good feedback from the podcast that we all did. The last one, the interview with Janae Ricard. Go check that out if you haven't. But yeah, she was also asking me about like feedback or things I've learned about myself from my last company about myself. Mm-hmm. So we just explored that also and how I could handle myself in this new place mm-hmm. and just how my first day was. Also, I mentioned to her how people have been telling me that or asking me if I completed my autobiography ever since mm-hmm. I mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh, all these people are like kind of ho- holding me accountable. And I have not mm-hmm. touched my autobio since. I first did it, so she gave me a deadline to finish it the week of April 8th. Mm-hmm. So you people who's been asking me if I finished it, if I touched it, it will have to be done soon, and you will have <laughs> an update soon. <laughs> Why are you not doing it? Is there a reason? or Because I'm a procrastinator, okay. and also in my head, I feel like I have to tell a story a certain way. Mm-hmm. So if I think of something like, oh, this is a fancy way of saying that, I'm like, oh, I should write that down, but I never do. But I need to just like set side, set time aside and just go through it. But I'm also what? kind of like hesitant of things that I'm going to unearth because those become awkward. And also because the next session I do when I have the auto bio, I have to actually hold the camera up. Like I'm talking like eye oh, to eye. Sure. Like that's also giving me the nerves. Yeah, I can like see it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> or even things that I've glossed over, like it's just too much. Do you remember when you guys was you see so your session before this one? Was that one also like a catch up too? You felt? I'm pretty sure some shit was going on. Yes, I was like about to put in my two weeks notice, and I was like kind of freaking out about that. 
and other stuff that I was getting worked up about that I really didn't need to. So she needed to tell me, like, don't worry about all this stuff. Don't think too highly of all these people because they're probably not thinking that much about you. Just do what you got to do and get on with it. So that wasn't much of a catch up. But I do feel like lately, ever since I've been in a better mood, that most of my sessions have been catch-ups and that I don't have that much to say. Yeah. And that's like another reason why I feel like I should do this auto bio. Because it's not like I ain't got no issues. <laughs> I mean, I guess a, a catch-up is a bad. It's good to not always be, I don't know. I guess I don't mind those sessions sometimes. Yeah. But there there have been, t- I, I've noticed the same things. Like I'll have catch up and at some point I'm thinking like, okay, well, I really do need to talk about something. So um, I actually have emailed my ther- therapist in between sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I really need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is she's told me to email her in the past, like, and now she kind of says it at the end of every session, like, don't hesitate to email me. I think she might sense my hesitation because there's there's been other times where I've wanted to email her, mm-hmm. but I just don't. Actually, this time, this past time, this last session, she's like, don't hesitate to email me or call me. I won't charge you. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I think that was actually what I've been thinking. So I was like, no, I can't afford anymore. So. Yeah. I think that may be one thing that bothers me about the catch-up episodes. Or why do I keep saying that? (laughs) Catch-up sessions because it's a half hour long. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's weird. Like when it's a catch-up session, like I'll look at the time and I'm like, oh, I've only been speaking for 15 minutes. And I've basically told you everything that's been going on for the past two weeks. But when I have a session where I need to speak to her, it's like, oh, my God, this 30 minutes are not even long enough. But I think it's part of it. Do you keep a journal? Um, I don't keep a journal, but I do keep a notepad and I always bring it to, with me to sessions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just in case she has like inspirational quotes or something that I need to hone in on mm-hmm. or assignments, I'll write that down. <laughs> That's smart. That's a really good idea. Do you journal when you have your sessions? Um, you know, I've started since we started the podcast because uh, we don't always record, you know, the day of or day I have a session so I won't I have a bad memory mm-hmm. so I won't remember what we talked about yeah um, so I've been doing it and it's actually been helpful so I can remember things I'm supposed to be doing because when you know in in the session I I will talk about things I want to work on and it's not that I don't want to work on it but I literally just forget sometimes yeah because I, I think maybe after the session I've release the energy or tension that I was holding. So kind of the issue or whatever it was will kind of go through my mind. Yeah. Like it's not pressing. Yeah. I kind of feel like that sometimes too. mm -hmm. Like even with the autobio, like this stuff may be affecting me in my day-to-day life, but it's not a pressing issue today. So Mm -hmm. I don't need to unbox this or unearth it. Yeah. Or if I resolve something, like even with the, um, the gratitude list or introspection, Mm-hmm. After trying it like one time and getting in the right mind, I stopped doing it. And then every time I think of if I'm not focused or I'm thinking of too many things, I'll do the practice again and then refocus. But I don't do it every day like I said I was going to do. But how was your latest session? It was really good. Um, I actually have a lot to say. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> thanks. Th- actually, thanks to my notes. 
But um, so, you know, as you mentioned, I have recently moved cross country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I touched on it the last time we recorded with just us about, you know, life change or whatever. So, yeah, so I moved from Brooklyn to Portland. And as you can imagine, moving cross country is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Starting a new job can be overwhelming. So I clearly had a a lot on my mind going into the session. um, But most of all, it was like I was happy, like it was an upbeat session. I think mm-hmm. I was re- realizing that um, so many, so many good things are happening in my life um, mm-hmm. right now, and it was nice to just talk about that and kind of celebrate that because I uh, don't do it really all the time. Yeah. Um, but what the pressing issue I had, and keeping that in mind, I like kind of cut that part of the conversation maybe a little shorter than I would have liked. But I was like, okay, yeah, all of this is good. But, but this, right, here's the this negative is, shit. This is the downside. So I was feeling like, man, this is probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And like I said, so many good things are in place. When is it all going to stop? Mm. Or, you know, when is the other shoe going to drop or something? You know, like something's got to go wrong at some point. Because yeah. That's just life. And I think, you know, I've probably been like super happy before and then something terrible happened. So I'm just feel like I'm bracing myself for that. And I was wanted to know how to deal with that because it's, it's starting to kill me. And I want to be able to fully enjoy the good things that are happening. And so, um, Uh, she was just saying that I have to, my therapist was saying I have to acknowledge the work that I've done Mm -hmm. to, to make things go well. She's Mm -hmm. just like all the good things that are happening. It's not luck. You have worked on yourself, you know, emotionally by going through therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, you you were working hard at work. So you, so I've set myself up for these things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, that really helped and made me just, you know, feel confident in, in what's happening and and like she said knowing that it's not by chance that things are in place right, right? you know and, and again I don't mean that everything's perfect but you know things are really good so yeah just appreciating that and I I guess I have seen progress in myself after having gone to having been gone to therapy sorry having gone to therapy so fast before one um but which which we talked about, um, yeah. But I guess it, I wasn't realizing how it actually translated into my life. If that makes sense, yeah. Like I know that I had more confidence and I was feeling better about myself, but I hadn't seen like the fruits of my labor in terms of other things like work. And so I'm, I guess I'm meaning feeling better about myself or whatever has helped me get all these other things in mind. So that was really yeah. insightful and powerful. And I struggle with that, too. Like, I have such a hard time celebrating myself. I feel like I've been getting better at it, but I have the same fear you have. Like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Like, how happy can I really be in this position? Because something got to happen somewhere. Or, like, if things aren't, like, exciting all the time, it's like, okay, life is just boring. When it's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's still really good. It's just not 
bubbling with all these things happening at one time anymore. It's just settling down. Like I need to appreciate it and live in the moment and not be anxious about what's the next thing that's coming. I think that's another part of it also, like being present and not looking forward to something else Mm -hmm. because then that's when you lose the momentum and the happiness of where you are currently and all of the hard work it took for both of us to get where we are now. Like I feel like we're both in really good places But Mm -hmm. we're looking forward to something bad happening or we're looking or even just saying like, oh, what what is there that for me to look forward to? It's kind of diminishing what we're doing and what we're going through. Yeah. What it took for us to get here. That's so real. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that you say that you understand, you know, that you feel the same way sometimes. Oh, child, Um, I do. I we so when we were texting the other day um, in we were talking about you know, what, whatever the idea is that you should treat yourself like your good friend. Yes. And I'm just like, man, I would never have these negative thoughts about you that I have about myself. Yes. So why am I doing that? Exactly. That's really so, freaking powerful, too. Like every mm-hmm. time I have a negative thought now, I'm like, would you say this about your friend? Would you say right. this about Monica? Like, why are you treating yourself so poorly? And it's like. The um, post we put on Instagram yesterday, mm-hmm. like, I just think of myself as a little girl. Like, I just want to hold her. I just want to care for her and tell her it's going to be okay and that she's not alone. Mm-hmm. And I have to treat myself like that. Yeah. We can't be the last one because how can we fully give to anybody else if we're not pouring into ourselves first? Yes. Snaps. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think of that now. Like, you're not being nice to Ilea. Treat her better. Because mm-hmm. you're not treating her right. How will anybody else? And if you're setting your standards so low for yourself, how can anybody else, how can anybody else regard you higher than you regard yourself? Yeah. So that's what I've been thinking about lately. I'm going to start saying that to myself. How would you treat little Monica? Right. I also talked, well, I talked about a couple other things. I really like packed this (laughs) session in because I've just been feeling so anxious and all over the place. And uh, I don't know, just, not I don't want to say I'm not myself but I guess that I am learning that I am I guess I'm learning a lot about myself even in this like short period of time I have learned that I am different than I thought different Mm -hmm. in a good way Uh, I always kind of say like I'm not outgoing or whatever but since I've been here and I've met all these people, everyone's like, this is only your second week here and you're doing all this. They're mm-hmm. like, I didn't find out about this stuff until like a year later. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm in the ground. I'm not going to be doing nothing in this city. But anyway, That's so awesome. um, when I was thinking about learning about myself, one of the things that I was, I learned is that I've always thought that I was a jealous person. I've used that as a way to like kind of describe myself. And Mm -hmm. so my therapist and I were talking about jealousy and I got jealous over something that happened in the last like two, two, two weeks or something. And she was telling me that uh, jealousy is usually like, an easy way out if it's like a cop out it's not really it's rarely the issue it's all it's usually something deeper mm-hmm. so I was telling her like what I was jealous about and she kind of helped me work through that to kind of to understand that it wasn't really jealousy it was another emotion like but just to kind of get that understanding and I think back to times where I was jealous and and 
trying to unpack that the best I could. I'm like, okay, then yeah, it's not jealousy either. Like it's, it's, it's usually been something else. So, uh, learning that I'm not, I don't have this negative trait that I've usually said that I've had and that I didn't want to mm-hmm. really have. So I don't know, I guess I just put a label on myself that maybe that's, that's not true. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if this is making sense. <laughs> but I just want to know what the attribute of jealousy is or like what is the actual cause of the quote unquote jealousy trait? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but from my you know, recent experience and then just thinking back to other times is usually um, been some sort of like sadness or disappointment, mm-hmm. but it's never been like, it's never been, I want something that someone else has or uh, jealous of somebody. Yeah. It's, it's always some, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like for myself when I feel like I've been jealous of somebody else. Or See, that's the thing. I've never, I feel like I've never really been jealous of someone else. Like, even how I was, I was telling you that when you tell people, you're like, let's tell, let's say you're telling somebody you're going out of the country and they're like, oh, I'm so jealous. Like, yeah. I, I hate that. I, I hate, hate that, that, that thought of, I don't, I don't know. I've never really enjoyed that, but and I've never really felt like that. It was, it's, it's a weird feeling. And I wanted to talk to my therapist about it because I don't like it, <laughs> but she was just like, you're usually not jealous. You're not giving yourself enough time to figure out what the real issue is. Hmm. Your face was like, what is she talking about? I'm no, talking I'm just trying to relate it to myself. Like, oh, okay. I feel like I've been envious of other people, but it was kind of like, I wish I was there. Like, not mm-hmm. even like, I wish I had the exact same whatever. I just wish yeah. I was in that position. But then most of the times that I've gotten there, I'm just like, Oh, this isn't what I wanted. Like, you can't yeah. really fit in somebody else's shoes because what's meant for them will be for them and it's not your path. Yeah. So you thinking you're envious of something or someone, like, you don't want to be in that exact position. Yeah, I think envious is probably the better word. Like, I, you know, you, I don't I don't get envious of people very easily or yeah. things. And when I thought that I was feeling jealous over something and we sat and kind of talked it through I was like no I was actually feeling this way about it yeah that um, makes sense so yeah yeah okay so I'm, I'm glad so <laughs> just you know I'm, I feel like now I can kind of take can stop saying that about myself mm-hmm. or thinking that about myself and just understand I need to when I think I'm feeling that way like take a minute mm-hmm. really understand like what's happening so basically jealousy is a blanket statement that's yeah. covering everything else that you're feeling inside. But yeah, so that was good. And then the last thing that we <laughs> packed in was just about um, transitioning to a new, you know, new environment, new community and how I can adapt. And it was similar to what we talked about in the previous session, just envisioning the life that I want here mm-hmm. and doing, you know, whatever I have to do to make it happen i have a question which sounds simple but it was nice i don't i guess i needed to like hear it again yeah so i have a question for you because since we last recorded you had two sessions and one while you were still in new york and then Mm -hmm. the second one when you were in portland Mm -hmm. what were like the differences between the sessions like whether it's how you felt like if you were more anxious before leaving 
Oh man, that's a really good question. Actually, um, I was just, I had such a weird just kind of vibe before I left mm-hmm. because on the inside I was anxious, I was freaking out, I was scared. I knew I was going to a side of the country where I only have like one family member. So I was just like, I don't know anybody in this city. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified on the inside, but on the like. On the surface level, I was chilling. I was acting like I was on vacation. I was just kicking it in Brooklyn for weeks before I moved. Um, <laughs> every day, just chilling. But I really was like, I don't know, freaking out. So my my session, I brought. I think I brought that anxious energy, mm-hmm. um, and it was just talking about how I was anxious, ways to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the timing though was so I. I quit my job, and then I had three weeks between that, you know, my last day and before I had to leave for Portland. So I think my session was towards the end of those three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, man, well, I already went these, you know, two weeks or however long dealing with all this anxiety. And then I had the session when it was like kind of the end. So it was only a few days of <laughs> relief that it provided. Yeah. But so that was probably a, an instance where I should have emailed her and maybe tried to reschedule or something because, yeah, I was going through it. I, I wasn't sleeping. Oh, or, really? I was sleeping, like, weird hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then how did it change, like, from this past session? Like, were you, oh. more, like, less anxious, more settled? I was more settled. So I saw, I had, there was two weeks in between those two sessions, and so I had been in Portland for mm-hmm. almost two weeks. I think I'm getting the timing right. And after having been here for a couple of days and uh, seeing how easy it was to get around, easy to meet people, and actually really fucking liking this city, mm-hmm. I um, was definitely feeling better. I think because before, like the, the older, the previous session, I was so worried that I was going to hate it here. Mm-hmm. And I was letting people get in my head about the lack of diversity and Portland's history with <laughs> minorities, mm-hmm. um, which is totally understandable and legitimate, but I've been fortunate enough for things to be a little different. Or yeah. I, I, I have to, again, I have to give myself credit. I've been so proactive about meeting Black people because of people freaking me out about, you know, how white Portland is. <laughs> so I hit the ground running trying to meet Black people. So mm-hmm. I, that definitely contributed to you know feeling a lot better yeah i don't know it was just scary the unknown is always scary of course and then when you talk to people you talk to your therapist and they try to comfort you but in the back of my mind i'm like no it's like you don't know how it's gonna be nobody knows (laughs) how it's gonna be yeah so i don't know do you i'm gonna try to like take little notes throughout the next week or so to you know, have some stuff to talk about next time. Oh, sorry. We talked about one more thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about <laughs> the last, so been in my job for you know, two weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's been really quiet. But then that the Friday before my session, I, we actually I had a really long meeting and they were talking about something in the meeting and I had no idea what they were talking about and I was so I texted you I was so mad I was so frustrated at myself I'm just like man I really wanted to come out the gate just being an expert 
and everybody's just trying to comfort me. I'm talking to my therapist about it. She's trying to comfort me. She's mm-hmm. just, I had like a plan on what I was going to do uh, so that that never happened again. I went to the bookstore, got some <laughs> books. I was like, nope, I'm not going to be this person in the room. Um, so, yeah, we, t- we talked about that. And she just was helping me understand that it's not a big deal. Yeah. And you want to know how big of a deal it wasn't? How much? When I came into work today, I realized basically the term that I didn't know mm-hmm. is like not really a real thing. So I'm ex- I was thinking that it was something I should have learned in school or seen on the <laughs> job. But it's like a made up term where I probably should have just asked, what does this mean? Instead yeah. of trying, oh, man, like racking so your brain, <laughs> like probably specific to your company because everyone makes up their own shit. Right. So, I, you know, she, my therapist was trying to tell me, okay, <laughs> no big deal. And I was like, nah, 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 be it's a big deal. I feel like <laughs> I was trying wasn't. to tell you that too. Huh? I said, I feel like I was trying to tell you that too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and three other people told me that. <laughs> Monica is not having that. <laughs> Just one other person. <laughs> oh my gosh. The last session was a good session. That was one of the ones where I definitely walked away feeling good and mm-hmm. uh, realizing that I want to work on giving myself more credit. Yes. So, Ilya, I know you went to an event recently. Yes. What was the name of it? The name of the series is called Be Well by Dr. Jess Clements. And she's been having one every month to... um Just talk about mental health with different people. I believe last month she met with ASAP Ferg. Don't quote Mm -hmm. me because I don't have notes. (laughs) But for this month of March, she had it with June Ambrose. And I was really particularly interested because it's fashion and mental health. Oh, yeah. But um, if you guys don't know who June Ambrose is, she is a stylist that did a lot of the like music video shoots like for, I think, Diddy... Missy Elliott and lots, like tons of other people. I believe she had a reality TV show that I used to watch. But she's like really influential in the fashion of stylist um, industry. Your fave's fave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and also Pharrell. I love him. But anyways. It was at the Samsung A37 Center. And the conversation was really like... It was so real. Like, she opened up about, like, her mom passing away. And, like, which got everyone emotional. Like, I was crying myself. And how she had she wanted to do, like, self-care to treat her body better. So she's, like, on a um, plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. After her mom passed away, like, she was so devastated and wanting to be there for her her entire family that... um, I forget if it was her sister or somebody was, like you need a break and told her to go to Paris, which is like one of her favorite places mm-hmm. just to relax. And she also went to South Africa where she said that she felt her mom's spirit, like telling her like, be free and like, like you're good. And mm-hmm. then that was like a part where everyone started crying. But um, June Ambrose was like dropping a whole bunch of gems, bringing it back to our conversation earlier when we said regarding ourselves like a child. Yeah. One of the things June Ambrose said was, the child you is the best you that you don't want to lose, which is basically bringing it back to treating yourself like a child and don't lose the child you. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was also saying, like, 
I wrote, I literally wrote down all the quotes she said because I was like, damn, that's a gem. Damn, that's a bar. <laughs> but another one, she was saying, like, we're growing young. And she was basically saying how we start off as a baby, we grow up, and then we grow young again. Like, as you're getting older, you go back in diapers. Yeah. Like, you lose your teeth and all that other stuff. Like, you're growing young, so don't think you're growing old as an expiration. You're actually growing young. She was saying that we're the CEO of our lives, so take charge. They were talking about how crying is, like, therapeutic. Yeah. Which is true. Mm-hmm. And not to, like, shy away from crying. And she was also mentioning, like, for men, that they should cry as well. And that there shouldn't be, like, two different things. Like, females could cry, but men can't. Or men shouldn't cry. Like, everyone... It's therapeutic for everyone, basically. And the last thing she was saying is, like, to pace yourself, it's a sprint, not a marathon. But I had no idea about her mom. Like, she had Alzheimer's. So she was saying oh. she lost her mom twice. When she lost her mind, and then when she passed away... And she was really close with her mom because she was a single mother. So that hit her really hard. Does she have siblings? Did she say? She has a sister. I believe oh, that's yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. And does, so in these events, is Dr. Just just interviewing them? Or? It's pretty much a conversation or discussion. Like, Dr. Just explains that she wants to have these conversations so we could all be open with each other about things that's going on with us. And to just curate a safe space for everyone so she basically have these guests and they just talk about whatever they're going through or just their life story and getting deep like i think june ambrose was saying how she has adhd or something and they were just talking about like like how certain things affect them or what they do to like how do they practice self-care then they open up questions for the audience and give advice and and answers i'm trying to think if i've ever like and Jude Ambrose like talk about self care or anything in the past. It's just interesting mm-hmm. to you know to hear her take and things that she does. She does, yeah. Because I always wonder, you know, like people that are at that level and probably have an insane amount of stress. Mm-hmm. What are some things that they do? What was she saying? Because I feel like she has like very free life right now. Mm-hmm. Like um, I had went with my friend actually, and my friend said that she saw her in mood. Earlier that week, and she didn't. She wanted to approach her, but she didn't. And then oh. during this conversation, she's like, "You know, people tell me all the time, oh, I wanted to like take a picture with you.' Like they're writing her DMs or comments on Instagram. She's like, "Girl, if you ever see me, don't stop yourself from asking me anything because I'm just a person, and I would love to take a picture with you." And my friend was like, "Damn, I felt stupid because she didn't <laughs> say anything." But she seems like very personable, down to earth. She loves to have fun. Um, I didn't know that she never drank in her life. So on her Instagram, she has like sober Saturdays and she was like, Oh, everyone probably thinks like I'm getting drunk and like on Saturdays I'm sober or I used to drink for all these years and now I'm sober. But she's like, I've never touched any liquor my entire life. Wow. And she's like, but she's so full of energy that it's like, she doesn't need this liquor to enhance her personality because she's just. Always living her best life. I want to be like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But she was really awesome. The conversation was awesome. People were asking really good questions, but I didn't write notes about that. So I can't share that with you guys. <laughs> but for me, it was perfect because it was like the blend of fashion and mental health and mm-hmm. bridging that together. Um, I think I'll go to these events more often, the Be Well okay. conversation, because I believe they're going to have it each month. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's a free event. Let us know how the rest of them go. Yes. Or you could, like, live stream them. I could do that. 
I did take some videos of this one. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Mm. I was um, in an Uber pool the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've just been talking to random people. And, you know, I've been trying to determine if the weather here is as bad as people say it is. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the girl in the cab. And she suggested that I take vitamin D, um, like a supplement yeah. in the fall and winter, because she's like, the the weather isn't terrible, it's just overcast all the time. Yeah. So you're going to miss out on vitamin D. And she's like, you know, the depression here is real. Really? So, yeah. And so that, that made me a little nervous because I felt like just this past winter in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I was struggling. Yeah. So to to think about having to live like that, like seven months out of the year is, well, so yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. I'm going to ask my therapist also if there's like anything else she thinks I can do to prepare myself for that. I was reading but also I, about like foods that are rich in vitamin D so I can make sure I eat those. Yeah. You know, once the clouds come, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to be proactive about everything. That, everything that could be negative about this place, You're gonna I want to be proactive so that I don't experience it. You know, learn from other people. Yeah. But one thing I will suggest is that you get, I think I told you this when you were in Brooklyn, to get a sunlight lamp. But yeah, you have one, don't you? therapist told me the same thing. Oh, I okay. have a, My alarm clock is a sun lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably buy a nicer one now, though. Yeah. Like a legit one. I wonder if Portland has the same issue New York has. Apparently, New Yorkers, like a lot of them have vitamin D deficiency. So I wonder if Portland will be on that list as well. They would have to be. It's like the the weather is funny here, man. Because when I had Mike check up at the doctor, they was like, oh, we have to see if you're vitamin D deficient because that's like something all New Yorkers are. And surprisingly, wow. I wasn't. They should take vitamin D and maybe get B12 shots. That gives you energy. And I feel like all the energy will make you feel positive, maybe. Maybe. I'm not a doctor. All right, B12 so. shots. Yeah. Never heard that. When I used to go to acupuncture, I would get B12 shots on Wednesdays, and I would go back to work like, like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> How long does that last? Hmm. I would say a couple of hours. But it wasn't like a hard crash or anything, like after being on Red Bull or something. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to love Red Bull. Red Bull and five-hour energy shots. Ugh. Or actually, you could take a B12 supplement as well. Really? All right, mm-hmm. let me write this down. Because you said shots, so I was like a little hesitant. I didn't want to say anything. I forgot I like, you don't, don't like needles. <laughs> oh, wait, like a shot, like a drink No, shot like sh- a needle. Oh, okay. So That's you may want to do meant. pills. That's what I thought you meant, and then I was like, nah. <laughs> but if there's a, a pill I can try to take, that's fine. I'm terrible at taking pills, but I'd rather do that. Than a shot, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Black Feelings Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Um, If you have any questions, concerns, if you would like to be a guest or you know someone that will, please slide up in our DMs. Black Feelings Podcast, B-L-K-F-L-N-G-S, podcast on Instagram or blackfeelingspodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to our next episode. Toodles, take care. Bye. Bye.
She got that fire. She want me setting on fire just to get a light. I know she live for desire, she live for the times. Girl, I ain't staying too long, but I got some time. I got some time, yeah. She got that fire. She want me setting on fire just to get a light. I know she live for desire, she live for the times.